0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of Buckets of Duckets. I am your host, Chase Myers, out here in Seattle, over there in Louisiana, is my homie, Josh Watts.
1: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, out there at Ducketland? Land? This is episode
0: 20. That is twice
1: a deuce right there. Is that? No, deuce is two. Right. That's deuce a. Deuce a dace. Right? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez.
0: Damn it! I don't know Spanish. We're doing 20, y'all. <laughs> Write it out, dude. <laughs> Write it out. No. It's it. look, focus, okay? Don't be embarrassed. We're going to figure get this right. out.
1: <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. So that's dos a diez. Boom!
0: Episode Whoa. dosa,
1: a You gringo bitches. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the title of this episode. Uh,. Either one, uh, do seduce you gringo bitches. or gringo bitches. Either one, <laughs> but <laughs> that's definitely what it is, guys. Make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube if that's how you're watching. If you're listening on a podcast, go ahead, rate, review, tell your friends. Uh, man, uh, Josh, I got a couple ways I can go with this. You want? Uh, you're getting them either way, but whichever one Lucky, you want right. first. I got, I got weird, uh, work story, kind of funny work story, or I got, uh, like just some other stuff. I got some, some travel. Weird. Start weird. Start yeah. weird, dude. Let's okay. get fucking weird. All right. You take so take your shirt off, dude. Get weird. <laughs> Show them titties. So, uh, now that Josh's titties are out, let me tell the story. Uh, On the internet. Just out there forever. Just forever. <laughs> <laughs> out there. Um, Okay, so I do one thing now, let's go to work. So what I do, just a hard-working man. Used to be, my old life, I was Just hilarious. like what are you? Just like what are you? Every week, I just try to prove to you guys I'm one of you, okay? I uh, used to be hilarious traveling comedian. That's what I used to do. Uh, but uh, now, I go to work. That's what I do. So, I'm at work. Uh, there's this girl uh, I work with. Uh, she does my job in a different part of the warehouse. Uh, so, every now and then, we'll talk and have inventory conversations. Just just good shit just real fun just riveting just can't stop talking about it you know it's like so how many jackets do you have oh okay cool yeah no the other day i was counting and we were actually short two and i looked around and it turns out they were in an old location isn't that crazy and so we do that just great times right uh she's coming back from lunch she's got to kind of walk by my desk to get to where she works and uh i see she's a little she looks a little shaken I was like, and you know, things happen at my work. People throw bricks through windshields and stuff. So I'm I'm always, anytime somebody's not. Did she she see a chupacabra? So she walked up and she said, you're not going to believe what I just saw. (laughs) (laughs) The goddamn Jersey devil. (laughs) Goddamn Rougarou jumped right out the garbage. (laughs) It was a fucking Rougarou, (laughs) y'all. Took me out while I was eating the sandwich. Nobody saw it. Not oh, one other person saw it. Uh so I'm like, uh I'm like, hey, what's up? And she's like, uh, check out what I just did. Look at this. And she holds out her hand and in her hand is like uh looks like a like a tiny, like a little rock or something. And I go, What the fuck am I looking at? And she goes, It's my tooth. Nope. And I said, what? And she said, my tooth has been bothering me. So I grabbed some pliers and pulled it out at lunch. And I guess now she's just keeping it to put under her pillow. Like, I don't know why you're doing that. And so oh, she just boy. yanked it out. She's
1: yanked it out. That's She's the not, hottest thing I've ever heard in my fucking life, dude.
0: Not scared of anything. Just one of these back. What do you need one of these back ones for? It's hurting today. Get out of here. Yanked it out and showed uh, me. She kept a trophy. She didn't just bro, get if rid If you get you your
1: tooth out with a pair of pliers, you're going to fucking show some people.
0: Dude. <laughs> Didn't spit it out, leave it. No, walked around. I must have been the first person she saw. My desk is pretty close to the door. I don't think she saw another person. So she immediately was like, Bruh. just anybody make eye contact. Here's my tooth. <laughs> Here's my tooth. Uh, Normally, I'd have to do stand-up comedy to get a story like that. So I do was appreciate it. A, was it her whole tooth or was it like a... It's like a, it was a little tooth. It was, it was the whole tooth. Oh. She showed me. She pulled like, you know... She didn't do, like, a Ed Helms hangover thing. Like, it wasn't one of these front ones. It was, a little, you know, back here. I mean, but those are important, too. Those are still... <laughs> you want to keep those, God two. gave them to us for a reason, y'all. I don't know why I keep saying y'all tonight, man. What's wrong with y'all?
1: I got to stop, fam.
0: Why? <laughs> i never stopped get- saying <laughs> y'all. <laughs> You're right, y'all. Shit. For real. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm not cutting y'all out of my life. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, come move up here to Seattle just come, come do some shows with me for a week. just start saying y'all on stage. Bro. I paid Everybody off my you? I paid off my car saying y'all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I first joined the military
1: and moved to North Carolina, I yeah. was stationed with somebody from New Jersey and it was the first time in my life I'd ever heard somebody say use. Ooh, yeah, I don't I don't really I've never lived somewhere where people say that. It hits the ear wrong. I fucking hate it. I hated it. I don't like it. It's it just it's wrong. It doesn't sound right. The girl said it was stupid. I didn't like her. It was just, it was a whole wrong, I need to be reintroduced to the phrase used, because the first introduction was just shit. I'm not, I'm not having it in my life for anything right now. Didn't make a
0: good first impression. It made a terrible first impression. Have you ever heard, uh, Yun's? Apparently that's a, a version of it too, that I think like some Midwest people use maybe.
1: I think I've heard it, but I think I've only heard it by people saying, "Hey, have you
0: ever heard Yuns?" Yeah, I've, same. I ever walked into that one in the wild, but every now and then, I, I think I've actually heard a comedian do it, like on stage. I like, talk about it. See, uh, Yuns yeah, I, is I, like Yuns is like Rougarou. Like, if you're
1: not, <laughs> dude, tell somebody not from Louisiana about the ruguru They're gonna laugh in your fucking face. <laughs> Wait, your whole, your whole, the whole devil that haunts your state is called the Rougarou? What the fuck? Are you Dude, it's terrifying. Goddamn. Y'all,
0: y'all it's the Ruguru, okay?
1: <laughs> it's Ruguru, y'all. You know how many times we say that as kids? Oh, shit. It's the Ruguru, y'all. <laughs>
0: That's how my mom would get me to brush my teeth. She'd be like, "You, uh, the Ruguru's going to get you. If you don't brush your teeth, I'd go run in the bathroom.
1: <laughs> the first time I heard Ruguru, I was like old enough an adult that I didn't believe it, and I went and looked it up to find out that it was real. Like somebody Mm -hmm. said something about the is going to get you. I was like, what is that? They started explaining. I was like, that's not. There's no way that's a real thing. That's impossible.
0: And it's just like a swamp demon thing, right? is not that what it is? It's It's uh, a swamp.
1: It's like a swamp troopacabra. And he comes out. If you talk bad about Drew Brees, he waits in the ditch in front of your house. And whenever you go out to check your mail or to to drain your crawfish that you've been blowing, the
0: motherfucker jumps out the ditch and just grabs your soul and pulls it down into a crawfish hole. Oh, I mean, that sounds like me. That's some shit I do. I don't – look. I, <laughs> I'll fight you over some Drew Brees, all right? Speaking of – dude, so football's back, which is weird. It's so weird. Uh, They didn't – so with basketball, I was, like, prepped. I was completely prepped because the season was suspended. I was just waiting on it to come back. I knew they were doing the bubble thing where they're all going to Orlando football they didn't do any preseason like training camps were shortened so like it was just like last sunday it's like season started we're in this and Guess what and dude i thought i i really wasn't feeling football and i kind of thought like man everything going on in the world right now like i don't really like i'm not i'm not feeling football and i turned the saints game on and before the kickoff Totally done. Just completely in. Just totally absorbed. Yelling at Tom Brady. Oh my God, dude! It did me so fucking well. He looked well. like he was gonna cry. Oh, I want to so see him many, cry so many times. He looked I like want to see him cry. How dare you think? at 43 years old after 20 years with an excellent organization and 6 Super Bowls why are you in my division why do you think that you need to come over here and what why did he why did res- you resurrect your career like what are you going to do play to your 44 now dude fucking walk away Walk. you're going to do nothing but hurt yourself like it's not going to be good like there's not there's so limited upside to doing this at the end of your career. This is like when Patrick Ewing. All you do is hurt your legacy. Patrick Ewing played for the Sonics. Like, that was like one of the weirdest, like, jersey. Like, it's one of those situations where I use Patrick Ewing because that's Josh's boy. I don't know uh, want to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, nobody wants to see it. Hakeem Olajuwon played with, ended with Toronto and shit. Like, yeah, dude. Jordan with the Wizards. Willie Mays with the Mets. Like, all that shit. That's what he looks like uh, in a Tampa Bay Bret Hart with WCW excellent excellent pull i know you're joking great pull (laughs) right yeah uh yeah dude so he he went there because uh he's got he's got some kind of weird thing with his coach uh from new england belichick uh they they've he's been his coach his whole career uh there's a lot of reports that always come out that they belichick's not very like friendly with his players like he treats his players like you know just he'll cut you like he he very like business minded like whatever apparently like he never treated Brady with any kind of like uh preferential treatment and stuff like that would like yeah would like rip him in meetings and stuff just like everything he very rarely like praised him in the media like it it Like, dude, to win a Super Bowl and Belichick would still be talking about, like, the misread he had in the second quarter where he overthrew some Like, he was, like, they had that relationship. And so, I think after, you know, fucking six Super Bowls and Brady being 20 years, there was, like, that kind of, like, Brady wanted to go prove he could win with somebody else. Belichick has been, it seems like he's been trying to get, he drafted, he's drafted a backup for Brady, like every year of his last couple years, years. Motherfucker. Yeah. And, uh, and so, yeah, so there's a little bit of that. I guess Brady wants to prove he could win without Belichick, which is dumb. You're 43. If you did this at 35, like that would make sense. You still had some years that you could prove something, but like, no, up until this turned into a sports podcast up until Brady, they had only been seven starts by a quarterback that was 43 years or older. And now Brady's about to try to play a whole season that way. Only seven times in the history of the NFL has somebody tried to play at and this old-ass age. And so, yeah. And then also, like, dude, you're going to come into Drew Brees' division? Like, we already got an old guy. He's fucking 41. Now he's the, now he's the spry <laughs> young gun out there compared to you? Like, what the fuck? Like... You already Brady already overshadowed all of Drew's career. Drew never won an MVP. He's not going to now. You know, uh, Drew's just got the one Super Bowl uh, compared to just one, just one Super Bowl. I know, right? Like, and that's that's because it used to be like if you won two Super Bowls as a quarterback, like oh my god, like you're an all time great. Whatever, you know. Uh, John Elway wins two. Peyton Manning wins two. Judge like Flutie. Uh, Flutie got one with somebody. I feel like I feel like he. Uh,
1: like never, as never a did. like as a
0: backup, not as a uh no, Dan never got one. Uh it's
1: a goddamn shame.
0: Now nah, closest he ever came was like his second season. He uh he got to the Super Bowl that year and everybody was like, Man, watch out, Dan Marino's gonna go to ten of these things and then he never got back. <laughs> you better win it when you get there because who knows what the fuck's gonna happen but yeah so two seconds into the game i'm fuck i'm up standing i i'm i'm putting on my mike thomas jersey i'm running around i'm telling travis to shut the fuck up i'm listening to the game like dude, i was so into it it's embarrassing how much this collection of strangers affects my entire week dude the whole week like, my, my whole day was – like I was uplifted that day because we walked – we won, we're 1-0, first in the division. I know it's just one week, but we first place. Tom Brady's <laughs> old sad ass is walking off the field. Oh, dude, it was – yeah, it was just everything. And then, uh yeah, and then I was like, oh, I looked out the window and literally the world is on fire out of my window. <laughs> and I was like, man, oh, that's I, right. man, it was nice to escape for a few hours, wasn't it? Boy, that was cool. Can't have one fucking minute, huh? No joke, last night, I
1: had had a pretty good, uh, Michelle was working all day, I'd had a pretty good day, I'd watched wrestling, the kids like this, I'd showed them some wrestling stuff and they were into it, I was like, today's a, maybe 2020
0: ain't so terrible, right?
1: And I walk outside Look, on my it, back. it court. took till
0: September, but way to come around, 2020, okay?
1: Maybe, maybe my kids being happy about this wrestling we watched, I'll turn around 200,000 deaths from a global pandemic. <laughs> But I was like, you know what? This ain't so bad. And then I sat out on the porch, on the back porch, and uh, I was smoking. And um, we live like our, our, you know, we face the woods. I've told you about the idiot that jumps over the fence and yells at me about smelling dope. Yep. And my dogs run outside. They're all walking around. And then all of a sudden, I see them both jump and run back like they definitely saw something. I turn my head at dude. There was a copperhead snake, like, less than a foot away from my foot in a pair of Crocs. And I don't know if you know a lot about the science of snakes, but they can bite through Crocs. What? Yeah, dude. Crocs dude, for a was... couple of years was like, we're snake proof.
0: That's and what then, I thought. That's why I bought nah, all dude. these Crocs. Nope. Was to protect Bro, my protect my, my toes.
1: Nah, dude. They'll tell you. They're like, see these little holes trick the snake <laughs> where they think. And they'll stick their fang in there, and then their fang gets stuck. And then while it's down there, you can grab that snake by his fucking head and just... But what actually happens is you get a fucking fang in your foot.
0: So for those of you...
1: Jeff Goldblum sued Crocs over this whole thing. There's a whole... It's a Jeff Goldblum versus Crocs lawsuit, like Roe versus Wade, uh, where they can no longer advertise being snake-proof.
0: It was a pivotal moment. It was a pivotal moment. It changed my life. In American history. It set the precedent for where we go from there. Uh also the for those are,
1: I, it's the main thing I want to teach my children when they grow up. Crocs, not snake proof.
0: For those of you guys that are listening to the podcast now watching on YouTube, Josh just pulled off his croc oh. from his foot and showed it to all of us. Uh, because he's fucking ready. He stays strapped <laughs> with the crocs. This
1: <laughs> fucking snake is like, I don't know, a foot from my foot. Dead.
0: That snake is dead. Any snake oh, is dude. a dead snake. All right.
1: So, I don't want to just if it's a, a like a if it's not poisonous, I don't want to kill it. Uh I would move it out of the way, but this was definitely a copperhead and last night was just one of for whatever reason Henry, my son was distracted. So he didn't follow me outside. Usually he follows me outside and plays with the dogs or like he'll if I go outside, he's right there with me. And the snake was by his chair, so if he had followed my two-year-old son, if he had followed me outside, he would have stepped on that snake, for sure. And it was a poison. It's a poisonous snake, and he and it was I don't know three feet long, four feet long. It was big, and I thought that, and I ran inside. I stay strapped with a machete right by the door because I've run into this incident before. And people come soliciting at my door asking about Girl Scout cookies and shit. And I'm like, how about this machete? How
0: about (laughs) that? Straight up. You ever thought about a machete? Huh? When you knocked knocked on my door, did you think of everything that could happen? I bet you didn't. Now think about that.
1: I I bet you didn't think a big meat castle with a mohawk and a machete was going to be standing in your face, did you? Ta-da! Now think about that before you go knock on another door. All right? Leave them Thin Mints. (laughs) But... So I thought like, oh fuck. Henry would have stepped directly on this poisonous snake and gotten and then it definitely would have bit him. And then I got mad at the snake for what it could have done if my son had come outside. I understand that. So I grabbed the machete and I <laughs> When I hit it, I hit the concrete. I dude, it was like a perfect Viking chop. I chopped its head clean off. <laughs> hit the con- uh, dude, like fucking <laughs> <laughs> and I hit the concrete so hard, it fucking sparked. And I talked shit to that dead snake's body like I was Stone Cold Steve Austin on the ground. That's what you get, you stupid piece of trash. Doing push-ups so push next to mad. it. Dude, I was so fucking mad. <laughs> Just doing push-ups telling it how it ain't worse shit. Maybe you should have hit better, you motherfucker. So I pick it up, the the corpse up, and I go to throw it over my fence to get rid of it. And at the, your neighbor? warning. Yeah, at the neighbor. <laughs> I was throwing it in my neighbor's yard. Uh, what I I have a bad habit of the back of our fence is there's wood just woods, so if I throw something over that fence, it's gone forever. Like hey, right. it's just a void. I don't count it as being earth. It's just it's gone forever. It's the same yeah, as it's over that fence. It's just it's forever. <laughs> and so I took this dead snake, and I went to throw it over the fence. And our new dog, newest dog, Giacomo, uh, is he was
0: renamed. Like Rename renamed Jack from Kurt
1: Russell. Yeah, <laughs> he uh he was feral for a while. So like he chases dragonflies and eats them and stuff like that. And I wasn't even thinking about that. And I'm swinging around this delicious <sighs> dead snake and I throw it in the air and this dog comes flying like a goddamn art masterpiece. It's flying in the air. Catches dead snake body in his mouth. It's like beast on Sandlot
0: just catching that ball.
1: <laughs> yep, it was, it was beautiful. And he just took off around the corner with it. And I was like, oh, shit. But then when he caught <laughs> I don't know if he thought it was. So he caught it and ran and then was like, oh, fuck, there's a snake in my mouth. And then I like, freaked out about it because, <laughs> you know, they still move a little bit. Anything after you cut its head off will move for a little while. So you're, you're the, uh,
0: you're my expert on that whenever, um, yeah, just trust me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And
1: so the snake was still moving and he was freaked out, but I ran over to grab it and try to toss it over the fence while he was distracted. No shit. I grabbed it from in front of him and threw it in the air and he ran and jumped in the air to catch it again. Daisy, my other dog comes from this side. It catches it, and runs off to the other side of the yard with it. And by that point I was like, you know what? You want to eat a dead poisonous snake? Fucking party, I guess. Go for
0: it. It's all up to you. Yeah, Giacomo sounds like uh like your broke friend or whatever. It's like hold <laughs> oh like, up, no! whoa! You just got throw that away. <laughs> hey, you that's gonna eat a good. That? <laughs> that's some good snake meat on there, man. Come on. He was circling me when I cut it. Hey, hey, you gonna eat hey, that or what? what you, you gonna, gonna finish that? that? <laughs> what you gonna do? I mean, why are you gonna throw it away?
1: <laughs> what you gonna do with it?
0: What you? Fly, what you, Either
1: the flies can eat it or I can eat it. Which one you want?
0: I mean, once you throw it over the fence, it's gone forever. Remember? So. What are we doing here?
1: <laughs> and uh, snakes, like after I cut its head off, I went to go move its head. Like I had to get rid of its head too because snakes, it was still just opening and closing its mouth, so it could still bite. And I had to go get it, and I grabbed it, and I pulled it up close, and I said, "You motherfucker!" And then I held its body up over the fence. I went Aah! like a fucking battle cry. Oh, dude, that's gonna hurt on the sound, isn't it? I did a fucking battle cry. And I ate its head. I gained its powers and memories. And ever since then, I've been unstoppable.
0: (laughs) Dude, living with them snake memories, that's tough.
1: (laughs) I'm going to tell you what, though. It was fucking crazy to be... Because I know the snake's dead because I cut its head off. But it's still a little creepy to be holding it in your hand and feel it moving. So I'm still like, ah. So you're not really, like, eh. And then to throw it in the air and just see my beautiful little puppy that I think is a sweetheart dive through the air to eat this headless dead snake's body it was he looks like uh Falcor from uh the never story <laughs> yeah and when he was jumping through the air that's what it looked like i was like oh look it's Falcor going to eat a headless snake
0: <laughs> look at you i uh i told uh like a 10 minute bit about snakes for like four years three or four years and uh i mean it it was different versions of it over that time uh but it's funny it was always like i whenever i told the story i'd make it sound like you know i I ran into this guy and at a grocery store he had a snake he was standing right in front of me snake snapped at me like i'd go through all these beats and stuff but really the like true like germ of of that joke is actually just i was in a sam's club and i saw a guy with a snake and that was it. We never were anywhere near each other. But, but any, still, like, like oh no, that, I know why? no it it was still worthy to. I'm not saying don't do a bit about that. like that's still a thing, but I'm saying the the story that I've told for years on stage was that it li- tried to kill you. Yeah, it was literally <laughs> it was in just your throat. <laughs> and like, oh, is that story true? Ah, uh, well, I did see it sure. so 100 <laughs> yeah. percent true. It's all true from that. <laughs> No, it is a weird move. It is definitely a look-at-me move. Uh, Everybody, look how how wild I am. Aren't I interesting to hang out with? My life just Uh, has snakes. I can't even go to the grocery store without protection. Somebody on my Facebook from my
1: shitty hometown posted a video, uh, a TikTok, about how they loved... It's like uh, they used to love football, and that was how they spent their fall. And then... she slowly and like real dramatically opens up her trash can, and she takes her Saints mug and drops it in the trash. And then she takes her Saints jersey slowly off over her head. And as she's doing this, that I proudly stand up next to him and defend her still today. the day. The most dramatic
0: her- song of all time.
1: She drops her Saints jersey in the trash can, and she closes it, and she puts on a hat with the America flag. And then underneath her jersey was a Trump 2020 shirt. And then uh, as she backs up, she did like an effect. So it looks like fireworks are going off. (laughs) And she held up a sign that said, stand for the kneel for Jesus or stand for titties or whatever it says.
0: It probably said that. It probably says stand for titties. That's a that's a trump thing right that's a Stand uh for titties. Trump you know what's crazy though is right after she got done with that video she sat her ass down and watched the game i guarantee you <laughs> right. like, i and guarantee like, you she watched that game you are, also you like nike still got your hundred dollars also <laughs> why are you so upset with people expressing themselves i don't understand like dude if if the, if you don't want sports to be political, why are they even playing the national anthem to begin with? Okay, if it's not supposed to be political, like Well, it's only
1: I, shut up and don't be political whenever it's not what we want to hear. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what it is, dude. Uh, it's been years that Aaron told do- Tim Tebow to shut up and play football. Right. They should have told him to shut the fuck up just in general.
0: It, like it has been years. And if at this point, like, if you're not just a little curious, like, man, I wonder why all these millionaires <laughs> keep ruining their career by doing this thing. I wonder why they keep feeling so passionate about this. I wonder if there's something going on in our country nope. that people are trying to tell us we should pay attention to. No. For four years, you just been going, fuck you, the flag. It's the flag. Like,
1: <laughs> fuck your feelings, the flag.
0: Dude. If you if you want to do this whole like the troops thing, and I know you're gonna have way more of a you know uh, of something to say about that if you wanted to, you you actually have straight up, uh you know fought for our country. Uh, but like with my bare y- fucking hands, Josh fought for this country with his bare goddamn hands for people to be able to protest that they don't like what's going on in the country. Yeah. Protesting that you would like the country to be better is American as fuck. Like. American as fuck. I can't say it any better than that.
1: That's uh, that's the most poetic way you could say it. Um, Yeah, man. The whole point of I I could go off forever about this, and it won't be funny. It'll just be angry. Yeah, I know.
0: (laughs) So I'm uh I'm coming home, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, he's coming home to uh,
1: Louisiana. He's never coming back. You liberal hippie fucks in Seattle. You can have your coffee and your beanies. He's coming down here for crawfish and saints hats.
0: That's right. That's That's right, y'all. That's
1: right, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Eat shit, Seattle.
0: I had to choose. I was like, okay, do I want to live where a wildfire is how I die during a pandemic? Or do I want to drown in a hurricane during a pandemic? Which... Not everybody has the option like I do to make that you decision. You could get
1: real lucky and have the hurricane cause a fire and then you drowned in a fiery hurricane. That
0: I like. That I, That's <laughs> that's that shit I do like. That's that shit I do like right there. That is the way to go out, yo. You want it all, dude. If I'm going to go out during the apocalypse, I want to catch everything. I want to Give it get, all yeah, dude. Just fucking just give it to catch me. catch COVID, hit by tornado, die in a fire. I like it. Yep. While I'm fighting. <laughs> With my bare hands. Go, Did dude, you my, see it? Oh. My family has been bugging the shit out of me. I'm so excited to see them, but God damn. They, like, so I, I was supposed to do a show in Tennessee last month. That's what I would have been doing in a different a timeline. comedy line. show. Uh yeah, the a stand-up comedy show where uh an artist stands up on stage in front of a group of people and an tells humorous humorous stories about his life and observations and makes people laugh and they leave and have a they good have time. Have a good time and forget about they, the worries. And they don't have to worry about catching uh, you know, uh the fucking plague. They don't have to worry about that. There's no need <laughs> for that to ever cross their mind. These were things that Just used to happen. Happened seven, eight months ago, actually. It wasn't that long ago, it seems. Uh and so I was supposed. Oh, to, it seems uh, it was that long ago. <laughs> it does. It fucking. It's uh, bro. It's it, you. Well, I think we said it a couple weeks ago, but like d- you could tell me it's been six months or eight years, and I'd be like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah that yeah. all that feels the right. Uh, so I I was uh supposed to be performing at the comedy catch in Tennessee uh last month, and some of my family was going to come, and that's uh it's not too far, you know, it's like a I don't know seven eight hours. Where in Tennessee? From Chattanooga, and uh. And so, yeah. Uh, Tennessee
1: is fucking beautiful. That whole state is It's a gorgeous fucking place. Beautiful. It really
0: is. Uh, and so my family was going to come uh, stay out there, use it as like a vacation and watch shows and stuff. And that, that was how they were going to see me. Because I, I normally only come down for Christmas. Um, and they were going
1: to pay for tickets, right? They were going to pay to get in. Oh, I was going
0: to make them. I was going to make them buy a shirt too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh, so, obviously, that got canceled. I don't know if you heard uh, something happen and uh what it's this weird thing fucking china uh lied to us and tried to poison us fucking china they did it and so uh it's nothing that we could have done we couldn't have prevented it in any way it's totally that this other country did this to us and we're helpless we're helpless and we can't help ourselves so because of that uh, my show, my shows are canceled. My whole life got canceled. Actually, my uh, whole
1: career got canceled thanks to cancel culture. Chase Myers
0: can't do comedy anymore. Look what you did! How many lives do you have <laughs> look to what ruin? You did. How many more careers must go? Look what you did! Look what all of you did to me. Uh <laughs> So they, they got canceled, and I would have thought, like, uh, I mean, like I said, this is it's sweet that they want to see me. I want to see them too, but I would have thought that they thought, oh, man, so the majority of Chase's income just got taken away from him. He probably won't be able to come here for a while. But, no, what happened was the second after I told him, they were like, so when are you coming? When are you going to come? When are you going to come? When are you, you going to why, why aren't you buying a plane ticket during a pandemic right now why don't you want to what huh <laughs> and so <laughs> i kept trying to explain to him like hey things are a little different in my life now you know I, I you know uh like everything everything about it is completely different uh it's it's all fucked um and so uh eventually this, this is what happened i caught him on a drunk night uh which is not that hard actually uh, Dude,
1: your, your family fucking parties. Your family they go parties. Hard. I'm it's impressive.
0: Getting, I'm getting hammered this weekend. And so I uh, my sister calls me. Uh, they're at my brother's house. My brother is uh, like 20 years old. Might be 21. This is the brother that if you listen to our old podcast, I thought was dead in an
1: episode uh, when he got hurt. It's four wheeler. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. yeah uh, thank dead. you for thank you for caring about my family more than I do. You're I totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's
1: still alive from that. I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember. he yeah, fell in the four
0: wheeler. Yeah, he, he fell in the four wheeler. He was like stranded in the woods <laughs> for hours or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like just knocked out. out. Lost that's the type of wh- shit he, that he can lost happen. <laughs> That's the type of shit that could happen in like where we came from. Like he just drove like a four wheeler into our backyard and was just gone for hours <laughs> <laughs> because he, he, he had a root or something and fell off the four wheeler and like it knocked him out. Like he was knocked out in the woods <laughs> for fucking hours. Big dummy. Get He's the lucky fuck? a goddamn Ruguru didn't find right? him. Right? That's how you get eaten by Ruguru, bro. What is, what if our what if our fucking, could you imagine Rougarou
1: just walk up and see some dude asleep on the ground? Be like, well, I guess. <laughs> I guess I've been good. This is fucking Thanksgiving. What is this? Thank you. Uh, a present for me. Look at this. Nom, 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 nom.
0: As a rumor I, sound like, nom, I, nom, I nom. love young rednecks let's go uh <laughs> and, and so uh, uh he's living the complete opposite life of me like as far as trajectory so he's 20, 21 something like that and uh so me i I always wanted to be a star I was always dreaming big <laughs> um, i I was gonna be something special i that it took <laughs> it, it i it, I didn't know what it was gonna be for the longest time you couldn't have told me special it was going to be special and people's going to know chase Myers. And so you couldn't have told me for the longest time that I wasn't going to be a professional baseball player. Like literally up until the fucking very end. Like I, I, I enroll in college basically just so I could try to walk on at the school. I go walk on, have a horrible tryout. And, and like, that was the first time at like 18 to tell some jokes, funny man. Yeah. That was the first time at like 18 where it was like, Oh <laughs> maybe i'm not gonna get Uh-oh. a gatorade commercial what am i gonna do i thought i know that i didn't start every game in high school but i played i played so i'm a pro right i gotta be a pro don't you just you just keep going that's works like, i played I in high just, school so now
1: i play in college and then i'm pro that's how it goes I know.
0: come on guys uh and so that was how i was i was dreaming like that and then i started doing stand-up comedy i uh I don't, you know, I, I didn't have any, I, I, I've i never looked into, like, trying to buy a house because I'm not planning on being anywhere for 30 years. Like, I you know, stuff like that. And I've, I've always wanted to travel. I knew I was going to move at some point for comedy. Uh, and so I've kind of just kept my life a little more open. I've been single for a long time. I, you know, moved out here to chase the dream. You know, whole th- I'm doing a whole different thing. Uh, my brother is doing the Denham Springs plan. He He's is, already married. He's probably about to marry this girl uh, that he's been with since high school. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he just bought a house with her. Uh, oh, fuck. Bought a house. He's like twenty. He bought a fucking house. Uh, like a hundred thousand dollars. Like cheap ass house. <laughs> Some yeah something. He's if pumped about pay, it too. You could you could pay one hundred fifty thousand dollars
1: for a small little house in the backwoods neighborhood in Denison Springs, Louisiana, and then come home from work early one day and find your wife fucking a mechanic that she works with. That could happen to you if you're that, anything like somebody I know. That Me. could
0: happen. I've heard, I've heard of that happening to somebody. He had a yeah. mullet. That's all. Uh, that's he true. had a mullet. He had a mullet. The fucking nerve!
1: I how do you even.
0: trade it? How do you trade in mohawk for mullet? What the fuck is wrong with that girl? Uh, I was soft at
1: the time, I guess. I don't know. The big impossible mechanic. I can't without even without with that with the tooth that he was missing. He could slick his tongue in there easier. I don't know. I don't know. I hope them and their stupid babies are happy wherever they are, <laughs> whatever double wide they're rotting away in. I hope they're fucking happy, and I hope she knows what she missed out
0: on. She's another person that I send this to every week. We got we have a list <laughs> of, our it, it of our enemies that we send it to, and she's she's on the list actually. So yeah, uh, she knows what she's missing. Um, but that's what so, I did.
1: I married I married a high school sweetheart at, at 19, and then
0: left for the military mm-hmm. with her. Don't do it, bro. Yeah. Uh, He doesn't have military dreams, so I guess he doesn't have that going on. But he... uh, So... Yeah, so he's doing that. So they're, a couple weeks ago, breaking in the new house. What is going on, dude? They're breaking in the new house... Uh so my my sister's over there and my uh my parents are there and stuff, my mom and my stepdad, and my uh so my sister FaceTimes me drunk as shit. Look at look at look at mom and Darren, look at like showing and it's like, yeah, I've seen their drunk asses dance before. Like it's just not <laughs> and she's like, No, look, they're dancing, I'm like, Yeah, I every time alcohol has touched the lips of a Didier Seminole, or Myers, they started fucking dancing. That's what happens. Uh and so they start talking Louisiana
1: set of names I've ever heard right
0: that's that's my family it's it's uh, yeah that's what I'm born into uh and then my step my stepmother her family they're Landry's so (laughs) Landry so my mom my mom and dad that's Seminole Myers Seminole that's crazy Cajun uh that's deep yeah and then my step my stepdad he's Didier uh and then Landry on the other side that's just solid Louisiana um
1: my dad is from Livingston, and anytime we go, anytime I know where people know my dad from, because anybody that knows him from Livingston is asked me, ain't you Billy Wayne's son? Because <laughs> my dad's name is Billy Wayne Watts, and they always call, you Billy Wayne's kid, look at
0: you, Billy Wayne. That's how I know. <laughs> my uh, my stepdad does this thing, t- uh, which is so I'll circle this back around with a story of why I'm saying this. But my stepdad does this thing where he, uh, like when he meets somebody and they say like, you know, they're like, my last name's Thibodeau or whatever. He'll he'll do that thing where he's like, where, where's your family from? They from? Are you from the Thibodeaus in the Metairie area? Are you from the Thibodeaus? Like he'll just start listing off these, these different cities that these families are from. And I'm always looking at him like, you never leave Denham Springs. What the fuck? How do you know? How do you know guessing? What are you Yeah <laughs> like, You know the Babino's in Shreveport? What? What are you talking about? You and don't. so <laughs> there's no way. Tom Segura, he's got a Cajun last name, Segura. He had on a uh, on a special a couple years ago where he did a whole uh put a wall around Louisiana with nothing, you know, the whole thing. And uh but the reason why he did that was because he did our buddy Jason Leonard's show in, in Lafayette. Lafayette and, and he's got the best places to do comedy unless you don't <laughs> a girl. Right. And uh and after the show, you know, some good old boy, Segura. so what what part of you know what, he starts asking him where his family's from and uh Sigur just fucking ripped into him on this new on that special and uh got a lot of Louisiana mad at him. <laughs> oh
1: dude, that was my Facebook for a while it was just people like, "Well then you don't have to
0: come to Louisiana then." I was just a little upset because I'm like Louisiana's dope though. Like you don't want to lose Louisiana. Like we got good food, we got good music. Like people are dope. Like I don't listen to Tom Segura, I, so I don't get. Yeah, I, I, it just seemed like the wrong. I don't mood. mean like, that as like a I, say I I never say heard of it. Uh, Mississippi. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Fuck Mississippi, say, dude. Say Arkansas. You know? The, the like
1: the what good came out of Arkansas? Name one good thing. Eureka Springs. That's a fun place to go, but like.
0: So my sister facetimes me. Look at your drunk family, ha ha ha! And I'm like, yeah. They immediately start in on me. When you coming? When you coming? When you coming? So I just put it on them. I'm like, look, if y'all drunk asses want me to come, why don't you buy me a plane ticket? Why don't you get your four drunk asses together? Everybody pitch in fifty-seven-five bucks, and I'll be there. And they actually did it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now so, you got to be a man of your word. Now I gotta go spend time with my family. Uh, which they I'm excited about. called your fucking bluff. I'm excited about it. I'm going to go check out my brother's new house. I'm uh, going to get real drunk. They're going to boil some crawfish, uh, which is nice. So I get to eat food that's thrown out of a trash can again. Uh, it's been a long time since I got to do that. I never realized how weird of a thing that was until my buddy Casey McLean, who I talked about a couple of episodes ago. Uh, he's a comic out here in Tacoma. I, uh, I, I shared a clip where I was talking shit about him on the show because we let <laughs> people know. When we talk shit about them, okay? We're not hiding. Yeah, we're gonna tell you. <laughs> we're gonna tell you. And, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I hope your whole family subscribes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, and so and he had I had said something about his his cooking being bad because I, I went and did his podcast once before and he cooked for me and uh, and so he was like uh, he was like I want to cook for you I'm always jealous that you guys eat food out of a trash that's just thrown on a table out of a trash can. And I did. I had never even thought. I can't believe I had never thought about how weird that was. <laughs> and, I know. And, yeah. And, and then he messaged me, and he was like, "I have a great idea for a sketch. I would. Lo- I would actually love to do this. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on record now. So it put some pressure on me." Uh. But he wants to do a sketch where he uh he just like throws regular food out of a trash can on a table for like just a bunch of cheeseburgers on a table <laughs> for us
1: And Louis, that people just go ape shit. Yeah, and I food like out that of gas idea. Gas stations, dude, hook it up. Gas yeah. station fries it up.
0: I try to explain that people always ask me about like the food here, and they're like, "Where's it? Where's it good to eat?" I was like, "Pick any anywhere, place. Usually, yeah, just about anywhere." That little gas station has an amazing po' boy. I guarantee you, it's yeah. Great. yeah. The uh, the comedian that uh, um, that made me that helped me end up eventually moving to Seattle uh, is this comic from Canada or whatever, but he does this random show in Baton Rouge and, uh, like once a year or whatever. And he like, he's in love with the city. Like he comes specifically for all the food and he's like, he just thinks it's crazy that you can stop in anywhere and the food's good. Like
1: That's how we roll down here. That's how we roll down here. (laughs) Y'all. Uh, I used to, I wanted to play baseball. Like I, I went through a phase, um, I always liked basketball and football, but uh, around like, I don't know, 11 or 12, a new kid moved on to our street and he played baseball and he was like a cool, tough kid with an earring. So I wanted to be his friend. So I wanted to play baseball too. And me trying to play baseball led to more fights than anything I've ever been involved in in my life because I was terrible at it. Like I just, I could not, I can't, I could hit okay. I could catch okay, but I couldn't, I can't put it together. To do it, that, just nothing. And if you could pitch at all decently, like a good softball pitch, I'm out. I, I won't hit it, I <laughs> dude. I, and so then I get made fun of, and then I'd have to fight because you can't fucking come on.
0: Yeah, uh, Josh's motto is "see something, fight something." Yeah. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> well, all right, we'll fucking fight. I'll fucking fight yeah, you. Dude, let's do uh, it. <laughs> Used, Stop texting used... me, Morgan. <laughs> is he texting us right now? I swear to God. Yeah, he just said it. Uh, I, uh, I I I played shortstop and I pitched, and um, it's funny. There's this there's this feeling in baseball if you're a pitcher where uh, I think the most helpless that you'll feel is. Like right after somebody like rocks your shit, you know what I'm saying? Like you are so like on an island because you just—it's all on you. You, you threw just the pit, a mound of dirt like an asshole. You threw the pit, but what's crazy is the so dude smokes it right. So you immediately catch whiplash, looking back at it, and when you look back it's chaos dust is flying up everywhere people are running the whole out like everybody's moving and it's all because of you like it is literally because you (laughs) you you fucking did it your whole everybody's running now it's like yo (laughs) it's the most like just keep just look down just look down there's no worse feeling than getting your shit rocked having to walk to the dugout and nobody wants to fucking, nobody wants to look at you or uh, give you a high five or anything. It's just oh, like, just, just let him, just let him sit in it. They just let you sit in it, think about what you did. When I was in high school, uh, I was in
1: advanced honors PE. Uh, when I was, it just means I took PE as a senior. Yeah, yeah I was about to say, what the fuck does that mean? I took PE as a senior because I knew I wasn't going to college. <laughs> I, I, I thought I had the top scholarship. And then I found out I didn't have a foreign language or something, so I lost the scholarship. So I was like, I'll just take another PE class. And then uh, I would be, and then I thought I'd be cool, but then you go to school and um, it was like the days that they would pick baseball as the sport that you had to play. You're just yeah. like, fuck, because I know I'm going to look like an asshole in front of everybody all day. And all I've been doing is talking shit for six months of school about how I'm better than everybody at everything. And here comes baseball. And I'm going to cry if the ball hits me for sure. If they hit my shoulder, I'm going to cry. I'll cry. If I miss If I miss the bat, I'll throw my arm out, and then I'll get real upset, and then I'll have to fight somebody, and people are going to laugh at me, and then I'll have to fight everybody laughing. I got to gotta fight all of them. And then mm-hmm. I got to fight the teacher for picking baseball, and then the principal for allowing this shit to happen under his watch, the bus driver for bringing me to school that day and letting this happen on his watch.
0: Man. Everybody getting farted, bro. <laughs> that's, that's a lot like pitching. A lot of things can happen from <laughs> one little moment. Like a butterfly flag, dude. You created a tsunami with that. (laughs) This is uh this is the first time that I've flown uh since the world ended. And uh boy am I nervous because I don't trust anybody else to have their shit together. I I just don't take are you gonna take a picture
1: without your mask on and be all badass?
0: I'm gonna try to get the plane to land. I'm gonna take my I'm gonna take my mask off and tell everybody how they're yeah, tell everybody how they're violating my freedoms, and they're sir, put your mask on. No, it's America, sir. Put your mask America! I'm just going to do that over and over again until I land the plane, and I'm going to walk out all like uh, fucking Randy from South Park. Oh, I'm sorry, I thought, I thought this was America.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man, I, so South Park got taken off of Hulu a while back? Yeah, it's on HBO Max now. Didn't Know that until today, uh, turned on HBO Max and found it, and it was like it was just such a happy, it was like a, a reunion, reunion. You, you know family.
0: what else is on there is, and I've been looking for it for fucking years, uh, is the six days to air that South Park documentary where they, uh, oh, shit, is it, dude? Yeah, I it was the first thing I watched on HBO Max whenever it came through because I, I it's, it's so interesting because it's, uh, for those of you that hadn't seen it, uh, it's it's a week with South Park, they write their episode in one week, like That's the episode. Insane. The episode that comes out on fucking Friday or whatever day it airs, they start that shit on Saturday. Like that's like they and so it shows you the whole process and uh, and how they write and it, it's only it's it's uh it's uh, Trey and Matt and just maybe two or three other people. Bill Hader is actually in it. He was a writer at the time on South Park, that's which yeah, is weird. He was on SNL and writing on South Park. That's what a nice. weird like that's great. That's dude, you're yeah, killing it for those setup. here uh and so just those years though he's hadn't
1: done shit since then
0: yeah not since then he had some show called barry i don't know i guess nobody liked it yeah uh and so uh but no it's cool because they like you know it's just cool to watch the process of that stuff because it'll literally be like just them talking it out like they'll literally talk out the episode right on a, a whiteboard uh, their ideas and then after they get everything together kind of like then i guess i think it's trey i forget which one one of them will then sit down and actually write it out but the process is just like a full day of sitting in a room and just shooting the shit and getting ideas awesome.
1: so, yeah i uh i like i'll watch a documentary on just about anything about how they get to the conclusions or how they make stuff happen mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'm for any of them
0: uh, dude i I uh, I'm a huge documentary fan I actually uh I'll, I'll promote something right quick I, I do I was another just about podcast. To tell you one I, yeah I do a, I do another podcast called docu commentary with uh Travis Nelson my roommate Six, nine, uh, six foot nine hilarious comedian it's a goofy idea it's on his it's on Travis Nelson's uh YouTube page go check it out get this man this man is trying to get to two hundred seventy five subscribers he is so close that's the goal so go hook him up uh he's at like two subscribers. He's at two seventy-two. Don't you dare subscribe to his before you subscribe to ours. Okay, that is given. Okay, don't you fucking. If we dare. find out that's what happened. Yeah. Dude. But so it's a, it's a it's a YouTube show on his network, me and him do it, uh, and uh, it's we we do commentary over a documentary while we watch it. So you watch it with us, and we, you know, if you typed it, people seem to really like it. I couldn't believe people like it. It seems like such a wild idea of I'm going to turn on YouTube and watch a show with these two dudes, but people do it. And I
1: listen to y'all's podcast, and I also uh, Red Letter Media does a commentary, and that was the first one that I listened to, and I thought it was stupid to And then I listened to all of them like an idiot. I listened to all of y'all's podcasts like some asshole. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what happened. good. Y'all are hilarious, though. People um, get so mad. I uh, on. There's one more thing. I'm oh, bad. Uh, people oh. get so mad just because they, like, uh, some people are looking for whatever documentary that we're watching. Like, they're looking to actually watch it on YouTube. And so, dude, people will see it and be like, what the fuck is this? Like, people get so mad at us. I've never really put out anything where people get mad at me. Like, nobody gets mad at us for this show. Like, that people like this show. Uh, nobody ever gets mad at my stand-up. It's pretty tame. Like, I don't, uh, you know, I'm not offensive or anything so it's so weird to me to have people being like (laughs) a little up your own ass huh just gonna sit here and talk like we all give a fuck like i like i didn't come here to hear two loser comedians talk over a show on like like, dude (laughs) Dude, what did you come here for (laughs) yeah exactly and so me and travis have gotten into this habit now of like just the second we like start we're like this is not the documentary you dumb shit like we've we've gone in like we've started hard now that's the way we go
1: (laughs) Uh, I found a documentary about Ren and Stimpy, uh, and I'm I super excited about watching it. And, oh, uh, dude, it I ahead. like that. Uh, dude, wait, no. <laughs> oh, all yeah? I'm excited, and uh, it's not so much about Ren and... It is about Ren and Stimpy, but
0: the creator of Ren and Stimpy was like a super
1: creep, and it goes into... Oh, it's
0: about like the, the, the backstory of Ren and Stimpy? Yes, but uh. it's also
1: how it made it, how popular it was, and how... How like uh, they were on such a tight schedule that sometimes they'd have to play the same episode weeks in a row because the creator once he gave them episode and they played it he took it back when he got when he gave them the next episode so they only got so like when we were kids one time I remember like off my head it was four or five weeks in a row we saw the same Ren and Stimpy episode on Snick Saturday Night Nickelodeon oh yeah on the documentary they talk about it. And it was wow. four or five weeks of the same episode because it was the only one they had because he was falling behind on his deadlines. But, like, uh, he would recruit female interns that were underage and he uh, was... no. And I didn't know that, and I'm all like, I fucking love Ren and Stimpy, dude. This is great. And I'm tweeting about it. I fucking, I love Ren and Stimpy. I can't wait to watch this. This dude is my hero. And then I'm like, uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Can't have heroes, man. Oh, dude, it got
1: creepy. It got real creepy there. Uh, guy was, uh, and then, ah, it's it's bad. Just, it's just real. It was an interesting documentary, but then the guy, and what's, I'm trying to think of a nice, what makes it even weirder is the guy is in the documentary and being interviewed as part of the documentary, and he doesn't think anything he did is creepy.
0: Oh, no. Oh, he's like trying to, he's coming uh, from that. So, I'm assuming they asked him about it. They they didn't skip over it, right? That's
1: one of the reasons he lost the show. That's why he split with one of the studios. Just all kinds of shit. He's... Oh, no, we were just friends. I mean, I guess... Maybe she thinks that something inappropriate happened. and Like, well, you were
0: 38 and she was 16, so like, yeah. anything
1: that happened was inappropriate.
0: Also, yeah, if she thinks it's inappropriate, then it it's is inappropriate. inappropriate. You just need one of the two people to feel like this is inappropriate, and that makes it inappropriate. I know but that's he's hard coming, to keep up with.
1: He's coming from this place of, like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's not even that weird, and they never call him on it. So then the documentary goes from like, it's fascinating to how he fucking ruined a uh, one of the most like meteoric rises of an animated show of all time. He just shit all over it. So you're like, Wow, that's crazy and then it's like, Oh, and he was also a fucking creep that doesn't understand he was a creep, but then so you go from like, Oh, I love Stimpy." to Oh, that sucks to uh what? And then he just defends it the whole time and they never call him on it, so it gets really it gets really uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't like that.
1: And they're rebooting, like, they're doing a new Ren and Snippey, an adult version, and now. I
0: they try to don't do that. To watch it. They try to do that every couple of years. They, they did that a few years back, and it was horrible. They're bringing back Beavis and Butthead? Yeah, they uh, do that too. They, so yeah. you
1: were too young for Beavis and Butthead,
0: probably, right? I, but I saw, like, replays and stuff. Like, I did Funny. see it at a young age. but My I didn't
1: entire see- personality for, like, two or three years was that I had braces and could do a Butthead impression. Because <laughs> uh, I had dark hair that spiked up like I do now, but but the hair was because of sting. But when the hair stuck up and I had the braces and I could do the the butthead impression, it was way better than that. Uh, and <laughs> that was like my <laughs> whole personality for a couple of years. Like if you were a teenager at that time, that was the greatest thing ever. And I've gone back and watched it since then. <laughs> and it's it's so fucking stupid and simple. But like as a kid. Then when they made fun of those music videos, do you? No, do you yeah, re- oh, oh, no. Man. So
0: you remember whenever I was uh, telling you about my uncle that I stole the Playboys from, like my cool uncle. Uh, right. That story a couple of weeks ago. I, I I watched it at his house. <laughs> yeah, I got to see it over there. I couldn't watch it at my at our house either, unless my parents were like doing
1: something else and weren't paying attention. Yeah, they wouldn't let me watch it because uh, my mom she didn't even know what the show uh, the show is about, but she didn't like that his name was Butthead. And she thought that me always doing the laugh was annoying, so she wouldn't let me watch it. It seems right. That
0: seems like a no. Nah, it
1: seems it seems like she's stripped away my goddamn freedoms. This is
0: America. <laughs> Dude, uh, have you seen uh, we we did a episode on it a couple weeks ago? Uh, have you seen that documentary Tread? It's in my Netflix queue, but I haven't actually watched it yet, dude. Fucking, why? You will fucking love it. It, it will speak to you. <laughs> and what? Like specifically, Josh, you will love it. it. It's uh, I mean, you you'll read this in the description, so I'm not really spoiling anything. It's what the documentary is about. He, he, this fucking dude, feels like his. He lives in a little small town in Colorado. Uh, he feels like he got cheated out of some stuff. You know, he's like a business owner in there, and uh. And so what he does is he buys a bulldozer and then he welds it into like this super like tank bulldozer and then one day he just goes and starts bulldozing the city. Just Josh goes to all right okay that's the concrete plant that i told you i didn't know what I, it was
1: about i didn't know what it was about i had i heard the hype about tread being great so i just put it in my queue i didn't know what it was about now that you said that the second we turn this off dude, i'm gonna go watch it i we could in now, now honestly, I'm gonna trash it's this that fucking it's, city. it's
0: that dude bro like there's like a concrete comp like business or whatever that he didn't want to be built where it was because he was like the dust is going to come on to my because fuck em. M- yeah, cause fuck him, basically. And he go, he fucking bulldozes that shit down. People can't get him to stop. He is like, it, it's like, he is he made a tank. He made a fucking death dozer. <laughs> He's just and just takes out this. It's crazy. Sounds like I got a new hero. <laughs> yeah, this happened in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh. It, yeah. No, go watch that documentary. It's fucking amazing.
1: Uh. When I was, uh, when I was going through. I think it goes to police academy. One of my schools. I got trained on a two hundred three, uh, which is a grenade launcher. That's what I carried uh, when I was in Afghanistan. And stuff. It's like a M sixteen or an M four with a grenade launcher on the bottom, and mm-hmm. uh, which is super badass. I felt like a cool fuck carrying that thing around until uh, you start getting shot at, because as a grenade as a grenadier, you take a. Now this is in two thousand and one. Uh, they might have come up with a better way but you would go and grab a canister and open it up and take this fucking vest out and put a vest on that has pockets with grenades like the guy from Blues Traveler with harmonicas, but it's my rippled chest and fucking grenades. While people are shooting at you and you're running to your foxhole, but before you do that, you got to put on a vest of grenades and run through... One of the only times in my entire military career that I'm running, bullets are going, and I'm wearing a vest of grenades and I'm thinking... I probably should have paid attention in school, like at least
0: a little bit. Maybe some, maybe something could have.
1: Maybe advanced honors PE wasn't the best choice for me.
0: <laughs> Right? Something um, I could have done in my life could have kept me from having these bombs strapped around me while people are shooting moment. at me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was when I was like, you know what? I'm going to do comedy.
0: <laughs> comedy will but always the school, be there for you the, unless the a training. fucking pandemic <laughs> happens.
1: The training for the 203, uh, we went to a range, and they're like, there's Jeeps and tanks and stuff out there. And you shoot paint rounds. Like, they give you a grenade. It, it does the same kickback, the same sound. But when it hits, it's just paint so you can see where you actually hit it. Um, but the training, we were getting ready to go to Afghanistan. So uh, our instructors were, like, trying to, like, actually get us, you know, like, kind of prepped. And my instructor slipped in a live round dude, during the paint and I got the shoot alive, but I didn't know it was live.
0: I was about to say, you had no idea. So I'm in a
1: hole and I shoot it and I stand up to look and it hits this Jeep and it explodes. And I fell back on my ass like a little bitch because I was not, I wasn't prepared. Nobody's prepared, judging dude. you I for that my shirt off and just let the, let the destruction blow, uh, blow over me. But <laughs> I fell back over, but it was the coolest fucking thing. That's ever happened. Uh, and I sh- I got to shoot a tank. We got to shoot tanks after that. Oh, uh, shit. Like uh, a field where they have some empty tanks. and You get shoot at them. And watching what the grenade did to a Jeep and then seeing what it didn't do to a tank, I remember thinking I should have joined the Army and drove a tank instead of running through a field being shot at with a, gr- a vest of explosives on my chest. I could be in that tank that fucking nothing happened to just now.
0: But nope, I was too smart. I was in the Air Force. <laughs> God, you're so smart, bro. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right, man. I gotta, I got a plane to catch, dude. I'm coming, and fucking. I'm coming, and stare you in your face. Uh, uh, hey, I do
1: want to tell you guys before you go. Uh, listen to, I do some work for another podcast. I do, uh, I contribute to a. Uh, it's a New Orleans like NPR type, NPR themed podcast. Uh, where I contribute commercials and other stuff. It's called W-R-Y-A-T, where you at, New Orleans Gorilla Radio. Uh, it's anywhere you can get podcast. It's, uh, it's a really funny podcast. It's npr theme. My buddy Daryl Rolo uh, does all the mixing and stuff on it. It's a, it's a fun show that I am absolutely goddamn hilarious
0: on, and you, you should listen to it. Um, guys, thank y'all so much. Uh, we'll see y'all next week.